0: Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian, physician and founder of Young Longevity and I want to talk about dementias. There's at least a dozen different dementias. Doctors call all of them Alzheimer's disease because when you look at the payout list, Alzheimer's disease pays the most. So no matter which of the 12 dementias you have, they're going to call it Alzheimer's disease and there's no law that says you can't have two or three or five or eight or all 12 of the dementias. And so you have to get rid of all the bad stuff. No fried foods, no processed meats, no oils, no glutens, no wheat, brown rhinos, no sugar. And then I want you to take One healthy brain and heart pack per 100 pounds of body weight. That's one healthy brain and heart pack per 100 pounds of body weight. I want you to take the ultimate niacin plus one of those twice a day. Our de-stress capsules, three of those twice a day. That's two bottles a month. Then I want you to take the ultimate daily classic tablets, three of those twice a day per 100 pounds of body weight in case you have vascular dementia. And don't forget those three eggs twice a day because remember, 75% of your brain weight is cholesterol. Contact us at usaradiohealth.com. That's usaradiohealth.com.
2: Well, 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 here we are, another fine edition on this Saturday morning, if you're listening to us live, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific, here at Radio Law Talk. The introduction said, now here's your host, Fred Penny, and for those of you that are regular listeners, you're like, that's not Fred Penny. Fred on assignment today, Todd Kunin, I'm sitting in the big chair, filling in for Fred, and to my right, in the seat of prominence, the position of authority, the the person that keeps us all in line, Denise Dirks. How are you?
3: I am here. You're here. I am here, and I'm really well.
2: Uh, oh, way to sell that! Way to say I'm, I'm really well.
1: I'm looking a little oh, tired. We're gonna call her Dancing Denise now. Yeah, yeah a, a
2: little a little bird may have told <laughs> me that uh, that there were good times had and out on the town yesterday. <laughs> Good to see you this morning, Denise. Good
3: to see you. And
2: then behind the glass, staring at us, that, that smooth, sultry voice.
1: Vacuous smile. <laughs>
2: Vacuous <laughs> smile. <laughs> that is none other than
1: Cal Hunter. Morning, Cal. Hi. Good to see you both here, and good to see all the people on the radio today. That's right. That's right. Wait, well, I can't see him, can I?
2: Well, no. Well, yeah.
1: I wondered when I was a kid if the people on TV could see me.
2: <laughs> but I, do, yeah. do you remember that... Uh, do you remember what was the show Romper Room? Oh yeah. Do you remember? Right. And at the end of Romper Room, she would stand up and she goes, And now we'll look into my magic mirror and she'd hold up this mirror and it was there was nothing in it and she would no, say, There's Todd. There's Todd and there's and I'm sitting there going, Oh my gosh, she can see me and I'm like am I in my underwear. Oh no. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah yeah, uh, Only years later did I realize That that technology was not possible (laughs) So uh, a lot going on In the news this last Week you'd have to be uh, Living under a rock if you didn't know anything going on in uh, where Kenosha, Wisconsin. Wow. huh? How about that? And so we'll, 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 thoughts and impressions. We're not going to rehash uh, everything that happened. I mean we'll cover what he was, uh, what he was charged with in, in the verdicts and everybody knows those. I do have a couple of opinions not on whether the verdict was right or wrong but on the process itself and some of the difficulties that both the prosecution and the defense face in a case like this. As well as um, talking about understanding of what the jury really was presented in, and maybe how that affected their verdict. but we got that. Other news. Well oh, boy, we saw this one coming. John Gruden, John Gruden, yeah. former Raiders head coach, shocker, taking uh, a little legal issue with the circumstances surrounding his exodus from Las Vegas. Did
1: he, did he notify them of the suit via email? <laughs>
2: yes. Oh, that would be awesome. Yes. No, no. He, he notified the Washington football team via email and it was leaked to the NFL. Oh, there you go. There <laughs> that's you go.
4: that's, that's it. how it works. Yeah.
2: Um, you know – you, you always hear us on radio law talk when we're when we're talking about a case. We always refer to allegations. It's alleged to have occurred. Well, we're going to cover a case about why it's important to use that term alleged and be careful with certain allegations that you that you state as as fact when in fact those might not be correct. So it's just an individual gotten. A little bit of trouble there. Kobe Bryant's um, widow is in the news. A little development on the case that she has against, what is it, the county of uh, LA, L.A., L.A. County. Um, one that I saw here, and look, I used to be a prosecutor. Now I'm a defense attorney. And I'll tell you, the, the individuals that were charged in the Malcolm X case, it's always nice right. to see – uh, it, it's 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 two-edged sword. It's nice to see ultimate vindication, and then you feel bad about how long it took to get that and the impingement on their liberty. Um, we've got other stuff. Amazon in the news again. I'm, so, I'm surprised Amazon's not in the news more than they already are. <laughs> Amazon's in the news. We have got a bankruptcy. With a celebrity, a cyclist in San Diego wins a big award. Another folk, another individual thought he had a big award, gets the big award slashed by an appellate court. And, uh, and, and we also have news of a fake lawyer.
1: We do now. Doesn't the cyclist story fall under the they mess up and we all pay file? Isn't that the file that's in?
2: Uh, yeah, I guess to a in certain way it extent. Goes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, the city messes up and they go well. Let's go to the taxpayers and pay these people off. You know?
2: Yeah. That, that That's what happens. Crazy so how much money. Yeah, It is. That's a lot of money being thrown around. But, you know, one of the things we do here on Radio Law Talk, again, if, you, if you're if you new to the show, and we want to thank all folks. I think we added a couple of affiliates last week or prior to last week's show. So there are probably people listening for the first time there and around the country. Cal, we're on, what, over 100 stations nationwide. How cool is that? Yeah. I mean, that's it. And a, we love all of them. We every do. Every one of them. We yeah. do. Uh, and so – the uh, one of the things that we do at the top of every hour uh, at the every hour, you know, to top down did,
1: Can I talk? Yes, that's not you one know. of the things we you know, do. every it's, hour. it's it's
2: still <laughs> early, and I don't drink coffee, but the diet coke hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> still got this glazed over look on my face. Um, well, yeah, one of the things that we do, case or no case, that's where Cal me Cal puts. Oh, how do I put this? He puts the. St- Status: the status of his eternal soul online <laughs> to try to fool us with the case. He's going to give us a, a scenario, and uh, Denise and I, and when Fred's here, Fred as well, we try to decide whether or not the the scenario is true, and if so, what the outcome is.
1: You ever played a game called Balderdash? Yeah. But this is, you know, what this is. You know, today is because Fred's gone. It's risk it double points Saturday. If you're willing to risk it, you can get to you can get double points, or you can lose double points. I, I'm
2: I'm waiting for the Saturday when Fred's not here. Where we risk it, and if we win, we get double points, and if we lose, double points are taken away from Fred's that's,
1: total. That's, that's oh, from Fred's total. Yes, okay. or you can take them off the line. <laughs> I don't have enough.
2: <laughs> yes that that would be that would be my preference. So Cal is going to go. In. I, I asked about Balder. That's the game where they, uh, everybody gets a word and then they have to come up with fake definitions for it. And, this and is kind of like this that. This is kind of
1: like that. It's legal balderdash. Cal? And it's called Case or No Case. And here we go. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! Joel Courtney was a businessman and he traveled to Cleveland, Ohio and unfortunately had a major medical emergency and lost his life. He was from Orlando, Florida. This was bad for his family. They loved him a great deal and vice versa. So his son, William, hopped on a plane, went to Cleveland to attend to the arrangements. The family planned a large church service for Joel, complete with a viewing. So the Cleveland coroner's office released the remains to William with a recommendation for what he said was a reputable funeral uh, service provider. It was agreed that the remains of Mr. Courtney should be embalmed so the funeral at home could come off as planned. Mr. Courtney made his final flight from Cleveland to Orlando for the family uh, at that time, obviously not the happiest place on earth. And when they got home four days later, they were getting ready to have the service. The remains are brought from the Orlando funeral chapel for an open casket viewing. And when they opened the casket, it was a disaster decomposition is never a pretty sight or smell and the family immediately followed the orlando funeral home's advice and closed the casket had a closed casket service the orlando funeral director said it appeared that the cleveland funeral home brace and brace did not embalm embalm mr courtney at all this sickened the family they went to the florida florida attorney and said we got to do something about this and asked that attorney if they had a case or no case and uh, rather than give me an answer i want you to ruminate on that because we're getting very close to taking our first break of the big show. And it is a big show today. It's a big show. Big, big
5: show.
2: And and, and show. I, I have already started to ruminate. Good. And I checked the deodorant, so I'm not marinating. I'm just ruminating <laughs> right now.
5: He's
3: and, been embalmed. <laughs>
2: Sometimes that might come in handy. (laughs) All right, folks, stick around. After this break, we'll come back. You'll hear Denise and I's answers to the case or no case, see if Cal has stumped us. We'll also tell you what the point total is because I think I'm pretty close to
1: winning the whole enchilada. So stick around. We'll be back. You want an enchilada dinner? Cool. All right, we'll be back with the rest of Radio Law Talk. Don't go away. commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA.
5: I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do.
6: The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell in your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors.
1: But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do.
6: Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Quack Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick Quack ca- ca- Car Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. Get the Quick Quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this car shine. Get the Quick Quack habit. Take your car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like Quick Quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, Quick Quack
5: Car so we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't
6: drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Quick, whack, car,
5: best window replacement prices in town get your new windows patio doors and more from the window replacement hotline get ready for the change in weather save on your energy bills call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home call the window replacement hotline now 800-710-3739 800-710-3739 800-710-3739 that's 800-710-3739
7: The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now.
5: 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. That's 800-352-3308. Not all applicants qualify
4: for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between $10,000 to $5 million in 60 seconds? We're Biz2Credit, a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple. Repayment plans are flexible and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal and the approval process is fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800-559-5523. Call now.
6: Red.
1: This is a great time to call the show, eight five five Law Radio. That's eight five five Law Radio.
2: All right, so we're back. We're gonna get the answers, a case or no case. Just to recap, essentially, this is a case where the individual—if I, if I got this correct, Cal—this case where the yeah. the individual, uh, the potential plaintiff in this, had a deceased family member was his brother. Dad. His dad and... Well, essentially, the funeral home took care of stuff. They showed up when they opened the casket. It turned out that he had not been – the deceased had not been taken care of properly, and so it was a decomposed body in what they had thought was going to be an open casket funeral. They learned this at the funeral. Right. So they close the casket. A lot of trauma, and he goes the, – the potential plaintiff goes to a lawyer to say, do I have a case?
1: Right. That- to close the casket, they have to der- get everybody out deodorize the place. I mean it was a real mess. When this stuff happens, it's not, not pleasant in any way. Yes. All, very hard on family so they said there's got to be a way let's go after that funeral home in cleveland uh, they, they messed up so what do you think
2: right. and and who's going first you are. Oh, okay. Oh, I, oh I'm going to go first.
1: Deni- Denise, Denise dodged the eye glance. But she, she,
2: she did. See, I was – last week I tried to dodge the eye glance and you still picked me. I know. And so today I figured I'll just go directly straight to you in hopes that you go, oh, he wasn't trying to get out of it. That's so longer, usually
1: Denise. an indicator that you
2: want to go first. So so essentially you're saying, dang if exactly. I do, dang if I don't. Okay. Exactly. The, the Bart Simpson paradox. Right. So, um, all right. I don't – I. Honestly, I don't do personal injury. I I think this would fall under that uh, area of the law because of the the damages. I don't do personal injury. Wish Fred were here because he'd be able to uh, educate all of us on this. I do hearken back. I hearken back to my days in law school where I recall my torts professor talking about how difficult it is to sustain a case for negligent infliction of emotional distress – But he said one area where it's seen a lot is funeral homes when it comes to how they deal with the deceased and the impact that it can have on the family. And so based on that, I'm going to try to say because of that, there is a cause of action. They file a case and the plaintiff wins. OK, fair so he, enough. He wins yeah. either at trial or some sort of settlement.
1: Yeah, OK, that's fair enough. Yeah, if, if it's a settlement and they get the money, it's a win for them. We can, we can go that far. Yes. Denise, what say you about this? Well, case it could no
3: also case? be a breach of contract <clears throat> because you would have a contract uh, with the funeral home. And so it sounded to me, though, like that the county referred them to this funeral home. And the funeral home shipped the body, but it sounded also like he brought the body home. So that's why I'm com- kind of confused there. Well,
1: the county said, here's a guy that I know, you know, here, and they, by the way, in most counties they're in a rotation. So they just take the next one on the list. So
2: you're saying the county, hey, I know a guy. Yeah. I know a hey, guy. I, you I, can take and it it on right, that. You I know, know a
1: guy. Yeah, right, right. So the county refers, they give it to him, they give him money to do the funeral services but it's the most expensive part, the embalming, and then the shipping, and they send him home and... What are
3: they going to do? Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, I better think about. Well, if if Todd wins, he wins the game. That's right. I'm all.
2: I have one oh point from victory. Right. Oh man.
3: So if Todd wins, he wins the game. If Todd loses, I could stand to make some money if I choose the other. Stand, well, not We're not
2: making any money here. There's no way in this. It's all I think
1: of it as, you know, eating <laughs> is money. For those of you in the Amargosa Valley and up and down the I- Interstate 80 corridor in Nevada, you may wager, I suppose, but uh, here we do not. All right, go ahead.
3: <laughs> so I'm going to say no case.
1: No
2: okay. case. So, Ooh, so effectively yeah. you're saying regardless of whether I'm right or you're right, we know one thing. Cal will won't. get no points. Okay.
1: Now, were it not strategy, <laughs> Denise, what would you say? Were it not a strategic position? Because you've already made your position clear.
3: I just think there's something wrong with the facts. I think it's a good scenario, but I just think that it's not a case because there's something odd about the facts.
1: Hmm. Well, let me tell you how Todd's going to feel when he learns the truth about case or no case. May I? Unhappy Unhappy Because because Denise Dirks Wins case or no case Because it is a scenario And those kinds of things sadly do happen All too often But that is case or no case And the fact is it was was a scenario True story Scenario but no case uh, this just in. I I,
2: I just re-
3: this, you just lost. This, this is this is amazing.
2: This is amazing. I just received a subpoena. I just received a subpoena. It looks like it was issued by the court on high, uh, oh, before go. the here Almighty Judge, <laughs> as a witness against Cal Hunter for intentionally trying to deceive me with 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 malice aforethought. Deceiving about the deceased.
1: I mean, about, about the deceased. That. Good yeah. heavens! Next hour, by the way, I'm going to take you to Texas and to the DMV line oh, no. in Texas. You nice, like that. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, <laughs> uh,
2: look, I, I guess the, uh, the the legal elephant in the room is the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and, oh, boy. and mm-hmm. the results there. Uh, Mr. Rittenhouse facing trial on had five counts. They were first-degree intentional homicide, attempted first-degree intentional homicide, first-degree reckless homicide, first-degree reckless endangering safety, and first-degree recklessly endangering safety. Those sound like the same, but there were different victims stated for each one of those. And the jury came back, was it yesterday, I believe? Yes. Yesterday. And found Mr. Rittenhouse not guilty on all counts. and. If you are on social media, any form of social media—Twitter, TikTok, Instagram—or if you watch the news or anything, you can see that the reactions to that verdict are very divided. There, you know, there's one camp that says "Hallelujah, this is great." Other camp says this is a travesty of justice. Uh, how could this have happened? And so, certainly, it's going to be the topic of discussion for. Uh, at, at least the next probably week, maybe even month. We'll see how far it goes. When we come back, I don't want to really get in. We're not going to get into too much the propriety of the verdict. Uh, We've got opinions, but I want to talk a little bit more about the task that was before the jury and the prosecution and the defense and what everybody was facing and what made this such a difficult trial to begin with, and we will come back after this bottom of the hour break. You're listening to case or note, or you're listening to radio law talk on your favorite station.
1: Yes. And we thank you for doing that and remind you that if your favorite station turns off the show after an hour or two, which is not unusual, you can always come to Radiolawtalk.com, talk.com stream the show live or listen to all of our previous episodes via podcast at no charge. That's radio law talk.com. The show continues. Stay tuned. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more
5: information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Med. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 251 7560 We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Plus, get free shipping, and we'll bill your insurance company for you. CGMs are the newest in diabetic technology. They can help you stay in range and manage your diabetes better. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. And delivery is free. Remember, if you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. Call 800-251-7560. 800 251 7560. 800 251 7560. Copays and deductibles may apply. 800 251 7560. That's 800 251 7560. Sponsored by U.S. Medical Supply. Hi. 82.
1: God had kitty. Boys are weird. Now, now it's time for more Radio Law Talk.
2: So we're going to talk about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. He was acquitted on the five charges, five counts that he was uh, charged with. And obviously, if there were any lesser included offenses, those are uh, offenses that uh, – Almost the same elements, but maybe one element less in what has to be proven, but it's close enough. So it's a lesser included offense. He was he was found not guilty of everything. So uh, one thing I wanted to talk about initially, and I actually use this in jury selection when I when I'm doing a trial, I, I hesitate to say that because now I got some trials coming up and maybe somebody will listen in and, and get a tip as to it's the, i'm tipping my hand here but this is what i an and example that i use in jury selection i use it in closing argument as well and it's this: nobody wins anything in a criminal trial nobody wins anything then you do family law right right and if you do a trial in family law a lot of the issues are you know, child support alimony and a, and a lot of things division of assets stuff like that right and at the end of that oftentimes one party is usually writing a check or several checks in the case of alimony and child support to another party at the conclusion of that. So, somebody, it, it, there's, there's a monetary uh, transfer that's a potential. Same thing with personal injury. If somebody's being sued for millions and they win, well, they win a lot. If they lose and there's a cross complaint, even though you filed the original complaint, you could end up paying the other side, things like that, right? In Potentially. A, yeah. In a criminal trial, that's not the case that is not the case in the criminal in a criminal trial at the end of the trial assuming a jury reaches a verdict so we're going to exclude those where the jury i'm going to say mistrial because if i use the other commonly used term denise will start to giggle like a 15 year old boy um boy? well 15 uh,
1: year old the, the hung jury term. yes he didn't want to use that <laughs>
2: So uh, in, in, in a criminal trial, if a verdict is rendered, one of – there you go. See, Cal, I was trying to – there she, she's starting to giggle. She starts to shake, turns red. In a criminal trial with a jury verdict, one of two things happens. Either, either A – and I hold up the, my first finger. Either A, the status quo remains the same. Defendant walked into that trial with the presumption of innocence. They find him not guilty. Defendant leaves the trial with the same presumption of innocence intact. Nobody's won anything. Everything stays the way that it was before the trial.
1: Which is true, unless you follow the media or look at the trial on Facebook. That's true. But His life will but, never be the same again. But I'm not talking later. about technicality, right, 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 I'm right. talking about the law. The second you. thing
2: is. The defendants. The other option is the defendant no longer is entitled to the presumption of innocence as to the charges they're facing because they have now been determined to be guilty. And in that case, nobody wins anything. The only thing that's happened is now the defendant has lost that presumption as to those charges. So when a jury reaches a verdict, one of two things happens, either status quo or the defendant loses something. There, there, there's no bonus to the DA that we know of. There's no, uh, you know, and the defendant now has to write out a huge check for, for damages. Restitution might be ordered, but those aren't damages. None of that in a criminal case. None of it. it, it I think people lose that. And, and because we pay such a – to me, it's interesting because – I got a friend of mine who, uh, a personal injury attorney, and and we're going to cover some today. We got one where somebody got a $60 million award, right? $60 million award. What was the burden of proof in that case? It was preponderance. Preponderance of evidence. Preponderance of evidence. Which side do you believe more? And in a criminal case – and that's isn't a civil case where $60 million is on the
1: line. And where the legal firm walks away with about $20 million yeah. at the end so of the day.
2: Yeah. $60 million on the line, the burden of proof, preponderance. Who do you believe more? Yet in a criminal case where that amount is not on the line, the only thing on the line really is the presumption of innocence and essentially the, freedom, de- really. the defendant's liberty, their yes, freedom. Right. And what's the burden of proof in that case? Beyond a reasonable doubt, it's a higher burden of proof for that. What does that tell you, in my opinion, what the founding fathers thought of the value of liberty compared to dollars?
1: I think they said it's more important to get it right, and if we have a few innocent men walking around, it's better than having a few guilty men in jail. That's my sense of that. That That uh,
3: is the axiom. Guilty men in the jail? No, it's better to have – a few guilty men rocking around than oh, having few, right. few guilty
1: guys yes. walking yeah. around rather than having innocent men in jail. I apologize. Right. I flip-flopped my thought. Yeah, that's what I mean. it's far
2: better than a hundred guilty people go free than one innocent person spend even a day in jail.
3: Right. That's that's, that's probably what it is about. But this yeah. this verdict to me is not about just that. This verdict is to me about the laws in the state of Wisconsin, because the laws in the state of Wisconsin are dramatically different than many other states. And the right to bear arms in Wisconsin is um, a prioritized right. And the right to um, go to a protest and take a gun is a right in Wisconsin. It's not something that would be against the law per se.
2: That, that's true that's and true and
3: the other thing about wisconsin law that i found to be astonishing is that not only is self defense it's a defense but usually the burden of proof on that defense is up to the defendant to prove but in wisconsin it's up to the prosecutor to disprove and it's very hard to disprove a fact or disprove a non-fact and in this particular case i don't see there could have been another result however it's dangerous. What happened, in my opinion.
2: So, 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 the status of that is that the uh, the prosecution has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant did the elements of the crime, and that they have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant was not acting in self defense at that time. Right. That's not just Wisconsin. That's along California too. I mean, that's the that's a law in almost every jurisdiction where they have. Um, self-defense.
1: And speaking of guns to a protest in Northern California, when BLM was happening, there are people who brought weapons and stood guard in front of stores, and in Los Angeles as well. Yeah. It's not just Wisconsin where that happens. And,
2: and under the facts of the Rittenhouse case, both the defendant and at least one of the victims, or alleged victims, brought guns to the protest. They were packing. Yeah. The defendant had his open carry. gross Grosskrantz, the guy who got shot in the bicep. He had his concealed. And so they both brought that Mm. to the – they both brought guns to the protest. But you you look at this here. But
3: one was legal and one was not. That's right. Um,
2: Kyle – or the defendants was legal and Grosskrantz was not. Right. But I want to comment on a point that you had made – the point you brought up though, which was that this was more than just about this case but about the status of the law in Wisconsin. And, and this is where it gets kind of dicey when it comes to criminal trials because the jury has to follow the law as written. The judge has to follow the law as written. The parties, uh, the defense, the prosecution have to operate within the purview of the law as written. If you don't like – if you're living in Wisconsin and you don't like the law as written, don't expect the courts during the trial process – to come up with the amendments you feel should be in play, that's not a judicial function. You need to go to your legislature and change and have them change the law to make changes. There should not be these changes occurring on the bench either. Right. either or
3: being created by the jury.
2: Or being created by the jury. That, or, you know, yeah. the jury. that yeah. just shouldn't happen. And I think that, you know, I, I've heard this phrase so much in the last 24 hours. So you know somebody commenting on social media and it says, uh, "So this means that," and then insert your invective here that somebody can go there and shoot people, or somebody can do this. No, no. What the verdict means right now, what the verdict means is that Kyle Rittenhouse is not guilty of five counts. And, and as much as you want to read into that, if if you believe that there is some sort of inherent Implication is a result of that, then those pleas need to go to the legislature to change the law so that something like this doesn't happen again.
3: Yes, or there needs to be better prosecution decisions being made. Maybe they overcharged him and should have charged him with some lesser offenses. And I think that might be a part of the problem.
2: Love that you brought that up. We come back, we'll talk about how things went for the prosecution, and maybe what could have happened differently, and is he still facing charges on the federal level? We'll talk about all that when we come
1: back. My barbershop conversation was slightly different. The guy said, well, he's guilty. He shouldn't have had that gun. I said, I don't think they're going to put a gun charge. Uh, give it that much priority in a murder case we can talk about that when we come back if you want yeah, to Yeah,
3: that's a good one too and
1: this is radio law talk here todd and denise have a lot more to say on this topic and, and i'm straining to keep my mouth shut which is difficult but stay tuned this is radio law talk we appreciate your listening remember radio law talk is available nine to noon pacific every saturday live on radiolawtalk.com and on many radio stations coast to coast. under the announcements aired on Radio Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcement.
7: Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the 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 right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes.
5: Call now. 800-220-7612. 800-220-7612 800-220-7612 That's 800-220-7612
6: Quem
5: best window replacement prices in town get your new windows patio doors and more from the window replacement hotline get ready for the change in weather save on your energy bills call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home call the window replacement hotline now 800-710-3739 800-710-3739 800-710-3739 that's 800-710-3739 So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092. 800-918-7092. 800-918-7092. That's 800-918-7092. Paid for by the IPG Law Group.
6: radio law talk I like
3: that show
6: are, are you serious? serious
1: you're listening to radio law talk and now back to the show
2: so we're talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse case we're going to move on to the uh to issues that deal that the prosecution and defense dealt with it's something that made this case uh really difficult I've, I've heard a lot of folks again read a lot where they're they think that the jury got it wrong and and, and and what have you as far as it should have been a conviction. And, and the reaction generally is, look, two people are dead. How does nothing happen? And, and And really, the jury is limited in terms of what they can do. I'll give two examples. First, nobody, nobody that is commenting on this case, the judge – To the extent they commented, the judge who was sitting there, the defendant, the defense attorneys, the prosecution, anybody sitting in the courtroom watching the proceedings the entire time, anybody watching on television. Some folks I guarantee you probably followed every second that was aired and none of them, none of them were able to see the evidence the same way that the jury did. Not even the judge or the prosecutors because the judge, prosecutors, and defense, they saw evidence that was excluded. Mm-hmm. They were present during the arguments when the jury was out over the propriety of evidence. So, so they got to see more and, and talk about various things that might have gone on. We as the public got to hear all those arguments. None of us were in the same position of the jury that only got to see what made it through the gate of admissible evidence. Right. So that's one thing. So the jury – didn't see things the same way we did. They only saw what was admissible. The second is the jury had to decide guilt or innocence, guilty or not guilty, of the charges that the prosecution chose to bring. And if there were other lesser charges that could have been brought, they weren't. For example, assault with a deadly weapon or just regular – just assault. uh, Battery. There's there's a slew of charges that the prosecution could have brought – But they elected to go with the most serious charges they could bring. And I I think that –
3: And they tried to amend. They actually tried to get the um, lesser included offenses to be part of the jury instructions, and that was denied to them.
2: That's right, and and denied in the sense that – Maybe the court didn't feel that they were appropriate. But here's the thing about lesser includeds, and, and somebody's out there armchair quarterbacking this. Well, why did they go for everything? Why not wh- – what would have been the harm in, in a, alleging assault with a deadly weapon, for example? Well, here's, here's the harm. First of all, if you as a prosecutor think that you're prosecuting somebody who's good for the most serious offense – And you allege something lesser in the complaint, you always run the risk of a juror going, well, you know what, let's do the Solomon split the baby thing. I'm not going to give you the most, but I'm not going to quit. I'll give you the middle of the road. And if you have a very solid case, I'm not saying that that was this case, but if somebody had a very solid case for murder or homicide or or any of these charges, you might be shooting yourself in the foot, no pun intended, by, uh, by alleging something lesser. Because now you're giving the jury leeway to go with a lesser offense.
3: With a lesser punishment.
2: With a lesser punishment. Yes. And, and and I like the way you mentioned – you, that you said that, Denise, for this reason. The, the jury is charged by the judge. You are not to consider punishment when you're deciding guilt or innocence. Punishment, the effect of a pun- guilty verdict on the defendant moving forward, you are not to consider that. You're not to use your passion, prejudice. You are to – Look at the evidence, look at the facts, and apply the law, right? However, these are people. These are people who are – this is why we do it in front of people and not computers. And I, I defy you to find anybody that would be sitting on that jury who did not see the words homicide, intentional homicide, and hear evidence that two people have been killed and not think, as we all do when we hear homicide or something close to murder and think – a guilty verdict is going to put this guy in jail for the rest yeah,
3: of his life. Yeah, or death.
2: Yes, or in, in death. some jurisdictions. That's right. And and so and so because of that, because that's always in the back of the mind, you've got a jury sitting there looking at this going, oh, well, they've kind of given us an all or nothing choice. And maybe on a subconscious level, they think, I, I don't want to do that to this kid as, as bad as everything was. Whereas if they hadn't charged the most serious and charged, say, assault with a deadly weapon. Maybe a jury doesn't make that determination. Maybe they say, well, okay, I don't know what the punishment is for assault with a deadly weapon, but I'm pretty certain it ain't life without parole or anything like that. Yeah, he's good for that, right?
3: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, And my biggest takeaway from this is that you can't, people from other states cannot look at this and try to understand the verdict unless they understand. the law that's being applied. That is Absolutely. super important. If if this had happened in California, for example, it for sure, um, you know, right in house. Is that how you call it Rittenhouse, written, house, written yeah. house? For sure. Written house would have been guilty of at least um, open carry laws because we don't have it. It's illegal in California. And perhaps other laws that haven't yet been tested completely if they're constitutional a lot but assault wipe uh rifles california state t- things
2: yeah, california has probably the strictest assault weapons ban in the in of all 50 states here and yes. the type of rifle that um, rittenhouse was carrying around based upon the descriptions and everything it could have um, qualified it, it could have and what i've heard most likely would have qualified Mm -hmm. as an illegal assault weapon in the state of California, that would make it a felony.
3: Right, but in in Wisconsin, open carry is much like in Texas. You can do it. It's open. That's exactly what your right is. That's how they view the Second Amendment right in that state is that they, everybody has a right to open carry, but they don't have a right to conceal that's right. a weapon. And that's that's you know, it's a different uh, viewpoint from Wisconsin state. So people in California should realize or any any other state where, you know, he might have done something illegal. You've got to look at the law. That applied in that case and specifically the state law. So
2: I have I have uh, people that I know posting on Instagram saying, so what you're saying is it's OK to carry. It was OK for him to carry that weapon to a protest, ju- just carrying it by itself. It was OK for him to do that. And, the and openly is, do so. And the answer is, well, in Wisconsin, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. he was initially charged with being in illegal possession of that firearm. And the judge tossed that because when you looked at the definition of firearms that fall under the purview of that code section, it only applied to short-barreled rifles and shotguns. And this weapon did not qualify under that definition.
3: Right. And and in Wisconsin, the short barreled ones are the ones that are cut cut off specifically to make them easier to hide as well. So at least that's what I would think that that was the basis for it. I know it's very interesting and I really wanted to take that away. I wanted everybody to understand that we all have different viewpoints and we're all kind of shaded in a way by the laws in our state. You know, and when we look at things, we're looking at the laws from the state from which we are the most You know, familiar with. And in Wisconsin, this probably did not surprise anybody. And in fact, the judge got rid of that one gun violation and they and the prosecution could never prove that um, Rittenhouse had taken a gun across state lines, which may have been illegal, too. But they couldn't prove it because he had said he got the gun from his dad who lived in in Wisconsin. It was his gun in in, you know, in Wisconsin. Yeah. Where his dad lived. So there's one more point that I think that you really should make here, Todd, is that potentially there could be another um, round of criminal action that brought against Rittenhouse, right?
2: Technically, yes. Technically, you've heard of the double jeopardy clause in the Constitution and the Supreme Court has ruled that that does not prevent somebody who is acquitted on state charges – from being tried on the federal level for the same or similar charges for, or for conduct arising out of the same um, event. And so, yes, technically, I think it's there's a possibility that he could face federal charges. However, I my personal opinion is that the probability that that will happen is very low. Here's the issue that they've got. Any federal prosecutor that wants to consider bringing charges is going to look at this trial, see the transcripts and statements that were made. They already got a preview of the status of the evidence that would be presented in that trial.
3: And the testimony specifically yeah, and that was derived from that. Um, I don't think
2: any federal trial. prosecutor wants to touch that with a 10-foot bowl because you can't rehabilitate it. If they come back and, and clean it all up, then you're going to be impeached with the testimony from the prior trial. It's not going to go over well, so –
1: Well, we appreciate your thinking about this, and feel free to give us a call here at Radio Law Talk. Denise, do you have the number handy?
3: I do. It's 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-529-7234. Stay with us for next hour.
1: Thank you. There's more Radio Law Talk coming right up. Two more hours, in fact, and you won't want to miss a second of it. Stay tuned.
5: 800-882-2093